The Tower, Episode 38, Titans TV Show Season 2, Episode 12. Hey everyone, this is your host, Peter. Wrapping up the second-to-last episode of Titans Season 2, real quick, I have some spillover comments from Episode 11, last episode, that I forgot to mention. Uh, So Rachel has been having this vision, attending Dick's funeral, and then Dick is killed by Deathstroke. On his tombstone, it shows that Dick was born in 1990, which means he's almost 30. And that feels weird to me. I mean, I knew he was older. I've been talking about that, that I I feel like all the Titans are way older than just early 20s. But I just assumed maybe mid-20s, but he's almost 30. And that means if the Titans were formed five, six years ago, that puts them in the mid-20s. I guess it makes sense that he should be that old, considering he started out the series as a detective. But I don't know. I just feel like now that I know that he is 29 that seems almost too old especially considering how short-lived the Titans were the first grouping of the Titans with Hawk and Dove and Aqualad and uh, I guess you know Dick having this crisis of identity uh, late in his game I don't know it just feels weird so I, I just wanted to bring that up So let's get to episode 12. This is called Faux Hawk. This is the penultimate episode to season two. Uh, It has two major conflicts ready to explode. Uh, We've been following the Deathstroke storyline, his revenge on the Titans for the death of Jericho ever since the beginning. And then just recently, whatever is going on with Cadmus and Mercy Graves and Superboy, what they've done to Gar... I assume they also brainwashed Connor as well, but we've only been told that we haven't been we haven't seen it. Um, this episode gives us some backstory for Rose. She lays it out for Jason, what's been going on with her and Deathstroke. Eventually, Dick learns the same thing and learns about her role in all of this through Jericho's mother. All of the Titans are heading back to San Francisco because the plot demands it, the finale demands that they all get together. And then it ends with Dick just about ready to become Nightwing, partially on his own and partially not, which I'll get to later, uh, finally after two seasons. All in all, still frustrating. I'm glad that this second season is coming to a close. I still feel that the storytelling and the writing is uh, jumbled and feels like they there's... Feels like there isn't somebody looking out and connecting some dots. Uh, the tension really isn't there with Rose or with Deathstroke. Um, maybe it's because I already know how the story plays out in the comics. I am curious to see if anyone is out there uh, that has no idea what the Judas contract is. Or maybe they're coming to the Titans totally new with this TV show. I would love to know if they're following this, if, if a lot of these twists and turns have weight. 
what's the hook of the show for them, right? Is it just seeing these characters in a live-action TV show? I don't feel they're really well-written. I feel like they are pawns of the narrative rather than driving the narrative. And uh, it makes me wonder, what's the appeal of the show? All right, so let's take a look at some of the... Let's take a look at the two main conflicts. So I mentioned Cadmus... Uh, we see that Gar goes into a coffee shop. It's a test. Uh, They're putting him out into the open, and they play some music, and then he turns into a tiger, and he kills people. But I really don't know why. Like, we we don't know why uh, until the end of the episode and and next episode. Um, But this whole conditioning thing, you know, I, I feel like it's giving Gar some drama, because he has to live with the fact that he just killed a whole bunch of people. But he already went through that one other time at Cadmus when they were breaking out Superboy. And um, no, it wasn't at Cadmus. It was at season one. It was in season one where they went to some place and they freed Gar and he had killed a, a scientist or something like that. So he already has this whole, oh, I can't tame the beast inside of me. And now we have this added layer of brainwashing and I don't know where this is going to go. It's going to play out in season three, I imagine. And then the entire episode ends with yet another cliffhanger with Gar, just like the last two episodes, where Mercy Grave says, all right, we're going to lead to phase two, uh, which they show a carnival scene and they show Gar. I guess that's, you know, the next episode, that's what we're going to get. We're going to get an attack at a carnival <laughs> for some reason. Okay, and then the other main plot of the entire season, Deathstroke and Rose. We start the episode, yes, Jericho is in Deathstroke. It's a pretty cool set, too, to show that Jericho is in Deathstroke's mind. Uh, I kind of liked it. There was a starkness to it. And then there's this panel of uh, stormy patterns that looks like it's probably an exit point for Jericho, but he can't get out. He's, he's been stuck in his dad's mind for and body for five years and they even show that he tries to take over Slade's body every now and then to maybe kill him or knock him out so that he could take over completely um that's really the only time we see that with Jericho and and Slade it doesn't come up again uh maybe it will next episode on the Rose side of things She's still running around with Jason. He's acting like a lovesick puppy, like Rose is his first love. And very much it's kind of like what they did in the Judas Contract with the way that Gar was uh, really attached to Tara. And, um, you know, that obviously didn't turn out well. Uh, Rose gives Jason her backstory. Three years ago, she, she has these abilities where she could heal uh, she meets her father. She learns the truth about her father. She wants to partner with him, but he rejects her. And three years ago, he would have Jericho inside him. So again, I don't know why they didn't touch on that in the flashbacks, but they didn't. Um, so then eventually he does come to her with a proposition. She, he's going to train her and use her. Gives her the suit, the Ravager suit from the comics. They have a training session. And again, that was three years ago. Three months ago, at this, you know, just prior to this season, is when they start to enact this plan of putting Rose into the Titans team uh, because Deathstroke wants to break their family like he believes they broke his. But the Titans aren't a family. 
that's something I've been saying for this you know past two seasons. They're not a family yet. Um, Slade hopes that Rose's presence will turn them on each other. That kind of happened, I guess. Uh, and that kind of brings us all the way up to where we are now. Now, I said this last episode that uh, even though I've been speculating that Rose is playing the same role that Tara did in the Judas Contract, we didn't get the reveal that she was really working with her dad until last episode, I think it was. Or maybe it was a bunch of episodes ago. I don't remember. The point is, we could speculate that she might have been working with Slade, but we weren't shown it until she was ready to back out of whatever this uh, mission was. So there's no tension there. There's no tension in her finally uh, revealing herself as a spy, as a traitor. And I don't know, you know, it's being told in this episode in flashbacks. And I, I just think, you know, I'm so tired of the flashback thing, too. I think it's used poorly. When it's used poorly, you can really tell. And I feel like the way they build up everybody's character in this show is through flashbacks a lot of times. And that's... It just makes you wonder, well, then what's all your present storyline doing, you know, because the dialogue is not great and and all of these characters seem to react as opposed to um, talk to each other. So I feel like there was plenty of time, especially in the last three episodes, where a lot of Rose's backstory or a lot of what's driving her could have been part of the larger narrative but, you know, that's that's why putting all these conflicts in here, like this thing with Cadmus, doesn't make sense. Because you're just stealing story time away from uh, what could be some interesting um, scenes. So, of course, once Jason learns all this, he's feeling like he's been used, adding to all of his dark drama, and he leaves. And, and that's it. That's it for him this episode. And I, it made me think, okay, is this the thing that's going to turn him into Red Hood, which we're going to get next season. And that's so lame, you know, just because, oh, he had his heart broken. He's going to stop being Robin and be Red Hood? Lame. Eventually, Deathstroke in the present calls Rose again, tells her to get back to San Francisco. He believes the Titans are reforming. Um, so he wants to, you know, he said if, if, if they would ever get back together again, he would destroy them one more time. And that's what we're going to get next episode. Now, one other thing about the flashbacks for Rose, I don't like when, when TV shows do this. So she's with her mother. She's going to go on a date. And that's when Slade decides to say, hey, you know, okay, fine. I'll take you under my training if you do what I say. The date that Rose was going to go on, the boy's name is Todd. Now, why would you name a character after that has a similar name to one of your other major characters, right? Jason Todd, and then she's dating a guy named Todd. And it's a this is a minor nitpick, but I, I hate when shows do that because you're giving your readers kind of like, I mean, your viewers, we, we tune into that because we're familiar with the name and then you give us another name, but it's not really them. It's just bad. That's bad writing to me. That's where an editor or somebody should step in and say, hey, we have a character named Jason Todd. Can you find another boy's name? Does it have to be Todd? <laughs> it's so weird. Okay, so the other Titans, they are in this show, this episode. Hawk is at some fight club. It's like straight out of X-Men, the movie, with Wolverine. Um, 
fighting a bunch of people just to get his kicks. And of course, he's back on the drugs. And then he has sex with a stranger because, again, we have to be reminded of how frail and how low uh, Hawk, uh, Hank can reach, you know, when he bottoms out. Someone steals his suit. It's just a kid that's really into the Titans and that's supposed to turn Hank around. I don't care. I really don't care. Um, one little thing about the Fight Club. One of the people that fought Hawk is dressed up as Jinx from the Fearsome Five in the comics. Not the Jinx from the cartoon show, but the character that was created in the 80s. Um, she has the same look. So that was kind of cool. Uh, for some reason, Corey still doesn't have her powers. She's agitated. It leads to her and Rachel having an argument because they can't find Dick. And then they loop back around to show how they are friends and they respect and love each other. And yes, we should go to San Francisco to uh, help out with the Gar thing because we can't find Dick. And oh, drama, 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 drama. Terrible writing, terrible writing. Bad acting, too, um, in that scene. We do see Dick. He visits Adeline, Jericho's mother. I'm not quite sure when her name actually gets dropped. Um, and then this is another echo from the Judas Contract where Adeline and Dick talk about Slade. And in the comics, they talk about Tara. But in, in the TV show, they talk about Rose. She wants Dick to bring um, her son back to him. So uh, he then goes. This is a weird twist. Dick goes to a store called Stu's Handmade Shoes, and this is like something out of Black Lightning with Gamby. It is a front for uh, a guy that makes Dick's suits, his Robin suits, and I assume maybe Batman as well. Now, this is nothing new to the Batman universe, but it just felt like an odd addition to the Titans, like out of nowhere. Um, and maybe I'm being a bit of a traditionalist here when it comes to Dick's journey to being Nightwing. But we've had this story arc. So he's coming to Stu because he needs a suit. He needs a new suit. We've had this story arc about Dick trying to become his, his own self, trying to move away from Batman, trying to kind of shake out the conditioning and the training that he's had all these years. And yet this show continues to put Dick back into uh, Batman's shadow one way or another. Because Stu says, uh, let's show Dick what Master Wayne had us put together. So it's a suit that's supposed to really enhance Dick's abilities as uh, an aerialist, as a gymnast. But again, at the end of the tunnel, it shouldn't be Bruce waiting there for Dick uh, to catch up. And I feel like, again, this is another narrative that got lost along the way because the show is too interested in all these other things, trying to turn the show into Young Justice more than just Titans. And there's no mention of, of the prison story, this whole story that we got in the previous episodes about, you know, this bird that comes out of the night to save people. Uh, just out of nowhere, Bruce has, has created the suit and... It looks like it has some of the blue on it to make it to turn it into a Nightwing suit, unless that's something that Dick does later. I don't know. But there's no mention of that story, that myth story that Dick learned about. Um, and for Dick to I, I understand it, you know, these these are people that can't just create their own suit. I get it. They do need help. And I think even in the books, Alfred was the one that came up with 
uh, Nightwing's suit during the Nightwing Year One story. But the minute you put Bruce Wayne into the mix, I feel that's wrong. I feel that's a step in the wrong direction. So, uh, yeah, so those are my points for this episode. It's, again, um, I'm a little bit of a broken record that I'm, I'm not really enjoying a lot of what this back half of this season is giving us. And, uh, you know, we only have one more episode to go, right? So let me know what you think, Peter at the Daily Rios.com or comment on the website or follow me on Twitter, Peter J. Rios. This has been The Tower, episode 38 for Tuesday, December 1st, 2020. Talk to you soon. <laughs>